Welcome to FYI, the four-year innovation podcast. This show offers an intellectual discussion on technologically enabled disruption, because investing in innovation starts with understanding it. To learn more, visit arc-invest.com. Arc Invest is a registered investment advisor focused on investing in disruptive innovation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. It does not constitute either explicitly or implicitly any provision of services or products by Arc. All statements made regarding companies or securities are strictly beliefs and points of view held by Arc or podcast guests and are not endorsements or recommendations by Arc to buy, sell, or hold any security. Clients of Arc Investment Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome to FYI, Arc's weekly podcast on innovation and technology investing. This week, I talked to Zach Hasco, co-founder and head of partnerships at Say, S-A-Y. Say is a software startup focused on bridging the gap between shareholders and companies. Individual investors today have no easy way to ask questions to company management. The quarterly calls are dominated mostly today by sell-side analysts. Say is a platform that lets individual investors submit questions ahead of time. Each question is visible to all, and investors can upvote questions to make them more visible to management. Say was recently used in Tesla's earnings call, and ARK has also started using Say to give better access to shareholders. Say is one of the most original software startups operating today and could play a huge role in making investing more transparent and accessible. Enjoy this episode of FYI. Um, Zach, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the background of Say. How did this company uh, come to be? Yeah. So, well, I'll first say what Say is and what we do. Sure. And thank you for having me, James. Say is an innovative investor communications platform that is transforming the way that companies and shareholders communicate and interact. And we really think about this in two key ways. We power the delivery of regulated communications on behalf of broker-dealers. So we're really transforming this experience for brokers to be much more of an engaging, consumer-facing and educational experience and providing seamless access to ownership rights. What we saw and as part of our founding story at Acorns is that you know investors were being introduced to investing in such unique and seamless ways, uh, yet the experience of, of proxy and regulated communications would just get delivered with no education, no understanding of the importance of these communications. And it was completely inconsistent with what investors expect today. And so we knew that there was a better way. We knew that people would care about these rights. And uh, we're really excited to, to power a much deeper experience for investors. Awesome. From a retail investor's perspective, what do you think is the main user experience problem? What is it like today to own shares and interact with management in terms of voting or asking questions? And what do you think is the biggest problem and led you to create a company uh, to really address this? So the biggest problem is access and understanding that you have a voice. So there's social media today where people can tweet at a company or, or talk on Facebook or on a message board. There's change.org to kind of get your voice out there through digital signatures. But there's no way for investors, uh, non-institutional investors to really have a voice. And so we've built a platform, a really transformative platform outside of the regulated framework to basically allow shareholders and companies to have this two-way channel of communication, a productive channel of communication, and for the first time, enabling retail analysts and institutional investors access to companies. 
And so the way that it works for retail through say, and this is, this is our vision for the future that's going to, that's going to power these communications going forward is that investors come to say they log into their brokerage account. They verify their ownership and then we let them ask questions as verified owners. So being a verified owner and thinking like an owner is really what we're, we're hoping to impart on people. And through that, people will realize that their voice does matter. And through technology and scale, you know, people can have a really impactful conversation with a company today. And there's no reason technology shouldn't enable that with everything we have going on. Well, let's say I'm a retail investor and I own, I don't know, 200 shares in Apple. What should I know about what rights I actually have with these shares? And given that it's not a lot of shares in the grand scheme of things, um, does it really matter? Should I really try to engage with management and make a difference? The answer is yes. Good question. So you have a few different ways to think about engaging with Apple as an investor. You have a proxy vote. So there's an annual meeting every year where you vote on board of directors, ratifying auditors, and there's different shareholder proposals on those uh, during those annual meetings. Outside of that, Say has built an engagement platform for shareholders of all size sizes to to speak to companies. So an example of what we've done is is with Tesla. So the last two earnings calls, we've allowed shareholders of any size to ask Elon Musk a question that he's then taken on the earnings call. So even if you have a small number of shares, your voice does matter. On the last Tesla call, someone with four shares had their question supported by over 300 investors. And that question was then answered on the Q1 earnings call. That question was actually about Tesla going into insurance. No one had asked that question before, and it came from an investor with four shares in Tesla, but it was a really good idea, an engaged investor, and it got a lot of support. And that's what we're hoping to create on the platform, an ability for thoughtful ideas to rise to the top and for companies to be able to see what the most engaged investors care most about at any moment in time. That's a really great point. Up until this point, the amount of influence you had over the company was really a function of how many shares you held, which is a function of how much money you have. Yep. But with a platform like Say, uh, you're really winning on the merit of your idea, on your question, right? It's it's almost like Twitter or one of the kind of polling platforms where you can eff- effectively leverage the, uh, the masses, all your peers who own shares in the company to support that question, to get it asked. A hundred percent. We really want... And what's, what we've seen is that the platform almost auto filters based on the most meaningful questions. So the questions that don't get a lot of support end up going to the bottom and the ones that get the most support end up coming to the top. And we get a really nice snapshot of what's being most supported by investors. And the biggest misperception before we started the company was that I don't have enough shares to matter. And that was a huge, a huge focus of our product as we've been building it is making sure that everyone understands that if you have a really good idea, it will rise to the top and that uh, even a small amount of shares can make an impact. Awesome. And when did the company start? So we started the company two years ago. Um, we built it for about a year. We built the product for about a year and then launched with Acorns in April 2018 and then we launched with Drive Wealth, uh, another broker dealer, in October 2018. And so, to date, on the regulated side, we've actually powered over 15 million 
shareholder communications between, you know, any regulated communication, annual reports, semi-annual reports, prospectuses, votes, and, and been servicing over 5 million customers. So it's been a really exciting ride. Now we're starting to speak to more companies. We were just at the National Investor Relations Conference last week. Um, we're getting the attention of more companies now. And so we're really excited to continue to drive this transparency on this side of the market. Awesome. And Tesla is a great customer win. Other customers that you want to highlight or what is your conversation like when you approach companies? I assume a lot are probably tech companies that, that are first going to be interested in this. What do you tell them is the value proposition? And I guess, what are you replacing? The current system is not evidently broken, but I think you have a point of view on how it should be better. So throughout the year, management teams really care about understanding what investors are worried about, what they're thinking about, and what their sentiment is. It's not a neat, There's no easy way today for investor relations teams and management to easily scale you know, what investors are thinking. They're able to talk to the largest investors, but the rest of the investment community is, is more difficult to access. And so what we're trying to power is an earnings call experience for all companies to basically leading into earnings, have a snapshot of what retail investors, analysts, and institutional investors care most about leading into earnings, which is, which is really what companies are focused on and making that scalable. Outside of that, people are, you know, public companies are looking at using, say, for IR roadshows, analyst days, annual meetings, internal town halls, kind of helping to, to empower employees, which tend to be a big shareholder base as well. So we are powering access that hasn't existed before for public companies. And the biggest consumer-facing companies, not just technology companies, are really interested in how Say can effectively scale this information for them and basically provide leverageable data to help them tell their message more effectively and also understand that the main priorities of, of their entire investment you know, community. Gotcha. Um, how early uh, ahead of the earnings call can people start using the software and ask, submit questions? So we we work with companies on that. For Tesla, we've we typically launch the platform about a week ahead of the call when the momentum starts to pick up for the call. We we're open to a longer timeline, but really as as it starts to lead into the call and it starts to get picked up in the media, about a week tends to be to be the right time. Uh, Tesla tweeted about say last earnings call. So that really helped uh, scale the numbers. Um, and then after they, after they obviously post the earnings, there's a flurry of activity before the call actually starts. So we tend to see uh, you know, a lot more questions come in right before the call as well. For the company, how do you guys, how do you guys think about go-to-market? Are you going primarily to companies as the kind of funnel? Are you going to broker-dealers? Are you trying to reach consumers? What what is your strategy for? Um, I guess which of these three areas determines ultimately your success? All of them. <laughs> so we want all all market participants on the platform. We have thousands of of shareholders on the platform today. We're speaking with broker dealers about powering say inside their app, inside their platform, which uh, is exciting for them because we're we're essentially activating a side of of engagement that hasn't existed before. So most brokerage platforms focus on trading and graphs and, and uh, you know, market moves. And there's a whole other side of investing that is interesting and unique. 
And some investors want to be buy and hold investors, and they may be more of a passive investor, not trading all the time. But we provide a active engagement for uh, those broker dealers and also a better user experience and uh, delivery of these communications through education and consumer facing design. And then at the same time, we're also talking to companies about this direct communications platform that we've built with Tesla as well. So we want more shareholders on the platform. We want more broker dealers on the platform. We want more companies. We really envision ourselves to be the main central hub of communication between shareholders and companies. I see. When I go to the IR section of a website, there's a lot of standard content there. I assume there's one company that provides all of this because they all look the same. <laughs> and there's a company or two that provides kind of the audio system and, and the uh, hosting the call. Do you see, say, uh, attacking any of that market? Is that something you want to touch? Or is that something you just want to leave alone to, to the existing players? So we view those, those IR vendors as partners to say. So we're currently talking to them about integrating our platform into, into the IR site for public companies, into the web hosting uh, and webinar experience for, for earnings calls. Um, so those are our partners. We are excited about you know partnering with them. We spoke to a lot of them uh, earlier this week at the at the IR conference, and so we're all in this together. And we all want to power a deeper channel of communication. They've built that technology and already have a lot of that infrastructure in place. And so we're in partnerships discussions with a lot of those players today. I see. So not really competition, but really partnership. Absolutely. Okay. Internally, how do you think of Say as a company? Is Do you view it kind of almost like a SaaS company for uh, IR? Or is there a different point of view? Like what's the what's the model and, and maybe an analogy of what this kind of company should be compared to someone else? We think of ourselves as the as an innovative investor communications platform, which might sound boring, but we are in this digital age, the central hub of communication between companies, which are driving incredible innovation in the world and their key stakeholders. Today, there's not, there's not really a player in the space that really uh, provides a meaningful and engagement opportunity for, for all stakeholders. And we are, we are the go-to platform for any form of communication. And we envision over time being kind of the single player of channeling any communication between a company, an asset manager, and their key stakeholders. Gotcha. How would you characterize, I guess, the business model as it stands today or how it might evolve in the future? Uh, if I were trying to estimate your total addressable market, like how would you walk me through that? Yeah. So we think, well, we focus kind of in two specific buckets. There's the proxy communications bucket, which is, which is about a $3 billion market. Uh, this is the delivery of, of regulated communications on behalf of, of, uh, of public companies. We are attacking that market and partnering with broker dealers to deliver uh, that experience. And then outside of that specific product line, there are a variety of products that we offer broker dealers as well. Prospectus delivery, corporate action services, class action services. There's, there's a, a variety of services that, that are provided to a broker dealer. And so we think of that market as the, as the regulated broker dealer market. And then there's the uh, unregulated market and the opportunity to, to be kind of the, the main communications platform directly between companies, asset managers, and, and their key stakeholders. And so those are really the two product lines that we have. And we're, we're, we're building out those relationships today and, and we're excited about the future. Okay. So your, I guess, customers is a function of the number of broker dealers 
um, more so than the number of companies per se. Do you directly derive, I guess, do you, do you directly have a relationship or business with individual companies you serve? We do. We do. And we charge them for our service. That is a product line. Uh, the direct communications platform is a product line. And then the proxy and regulated platform to broker dealers as a product line as well. Okay. So if I put on my SaaS hat, yeah. like, uh, I could view you as addressing the list of, uh, call it US publicly traded companies that have IR functions, which would be all of them. And you could, I could, you know, stick on ARR there for, for each of those. And then as well as for broker dealers. Yep. And broker dealers and then number of accounts and number of positions at broker dealers. So it's, uh, we, we want to power communications for every single shareholder in the world, essentially. Okay. That's a decent market and one that's certainly not crowded. Yep. You say has a relationship with ARK Invest as well. How did that come to be? You know, ARK is one of the most innovative asset managers in the market today. I don't need to, to tell you that. I come from the, the ETF and asset management world as well. And I've, I've been watching you guys grow. Your approach to innovation, engagement, and transparency uh, is really what caught our attention. And the way you think about investing in innovative companies and disruptive companies caught our attention as well. And so, you know, we saw as we were building out our relationship with Tesla, we saw that you had recently done a podcast with Elon Musk that caught our attention. And we thought there would absolutely be opportunities to, to provide a deeper engagement experience for your fund holders. And so uh, we kind of see the world in similar ways. You know, I've talked to your investment team and the way you guys think about leveraging data and studying the market from consumers to retail to, to the investment market is a, is a very open and transparent approach. And a big focus of ours at Say is that the data and insight coming from the Say platform uh, can actually be valuable for not only stewardship applications and marketing applications, but actually to help inform investment decisions. So a lot of a lot of people participating on the Say platform are consumers and investors. So they have unique insight into into the companies that they're invested in as consumers of the product. And I know that there was a natural synergy there. And so what we did together about a month ago is for one of your quarterly webinars, we enabled anyone that had a, an investment in one of your funds to log into the Say platform and become a verified ARK investor through Say. So we made sure that they were actually an investor. And then they were able to ask a question that your team answered on the call. So these, these were verified ARC fund holders. And uh, they asked really unique and interesting questions on the call that, uh, that drove some good dialogue uh, at the end of your last call. And we, we see a lot of future opportunities to work together, uh, whether it's the companies that you're invested in and us providing kind of a direct access to them as well. There's, there's a lot of opportunities there. That's great. I mean, we're both interested in spreading information, democratizing some of this uh, more technical information and reaching just ordinary investors and people who love technology. So I think um, between the two companies, it's just such, <laughs> such shared values. When you, uh, on the technical side, when you want to verify that someone is indeed a shareholder in a company or a fund, uh, what's the process for doing that? Because that sounds like a lot of hairy integration. It's not that bad at all. Uh, there's incredible technology and incredible engineers at say. On our platform, there is a an API that that sits on the on the front of front end of our platform. Um, investors come to say, and they select their brokerage. We provide access to 
to all U.S. broker-dealers and some international broker-dealers as well. Uh, you essentially select your broker-dealer, you log in as if you're on your own Schwab account or your own Fidelity account, and then you're able to become verified by say. So you, you log in as if you were logging into your brokerage account. We don't see any of that information except for your, uh, your holdings, which we then verify you as an owner of an ARC fund, for example. And then once you're verified, we allow you to then participate in whatever experience we've created. That's a really key part of our platform is this verification. There's conversations happening on Twitter, on social media, on, on different platforms, but those are not verified investors. And so we really want to have a, a productive conversation, a productive two-way conversation between companies and shareholders. So that verification process is a, is a critical piece of our product that has made it a safe space for companies and shareholders to, to communicate and interact. Awesome. So there are some companies that do the integration, that do the kind of, uh, I guess, the APIs. That brokerage that integration. Bro- brokerage yeah. integration. That heavy lifting is uh, is good to have taken care of. So yes. you guys don't have to Absolutely. Uh, build the whole thing, so to speak. I'd love to know more about how your company's internal values are and, how, and maybe some of the technology that you use. Uh, I've been kind of diving into software as a service and kind of enterprise software. When you build a company from scratch, how do you decide what tech stack you're going to build it on? Whether it's just your personal thing, what you use in the office, or what what you build in the cloud? Do you have local? Do you have any local um, you know compute resources? What is the whole? How does that dialogue happen? And what did you guys end up picking for anything from? productivity to storage, things like that. Yeah. So I won't give too much away about our internal process, but early on, we focused on making sure it was really scalable technology. So we are in a regulated space. We are partnering with with broker-dealers and companies with millions of investors and uh, many times millions of positions. And so early on, we made the decision that we are going to make some strategic hires on the engineering and product side to ensure that when the biggest broker dealers and banks and companies in the world uh, are ready to say yes, we're ready to to scale with them. And oftentimes, what does know, scale mean in this case? Scale means handling millions of accounts, millions of questions, millions of interactions, um, being fully plugged into the the proxy voting and shareholder communications ecosystem, being tied into transfer agents and all the right lists of of key information coming in from the regulated side. All those uh, pieces of data are critical to to powering the product, and they had to be done right early on. And we had to make some key decisions to make sure that when the right opportunity comes, we're able to say yes and not let us build it and we'll come back to you in six months. And so, again, it's a regulated space uh, on the proxy and, and broker-dealer side. And so, we had to really ensure that we were able to handle this data, handle, you know, scale, as we grow, as our partners grow, we grow. And so uh, we have to really give them confidence that we have the, the ability to, to handle incredible growth. And in the digital wealth space, which is a lot of our key uh, clients, you know, the growth can be incredibly quick. So that's been a real focus of ours. I don't want to give too much away about our internal uh, tech stack and the way we've built our platform. Do you use any team communication software like Microsoft Teams, Slack, things like that? We do use Slack okay. for internal communication, which is just a, a great way to to communicate and kind of segment different work streams. I haven't u- I hadn't used Slack before the startup world, and it's been great for for productivity. You do have to make sure you talk to people, though. You know, you have to have to get in the room or get on the phone with people and have 
have uh, face-to-face conversations, but Slack has been great to uh, to help work, kind of help streamline the work process internally. Gotcha. Well, maybe one last question on this. What is your favorite piece of software um, anywhere in the stack that you guys are using that's really driven efficiencies and made just working kind of delightful? So we have a tool called Notion, which is actually a a task management tool. I hadn't heard about it through before uh, before say, but it, it it essentially allows you to to kind of segment your to do list. Which I don't know about you, but you know I'm constantly making notes in my phone, writing things down on a piece of paper, sending myself emails, putting calendar invites to myself for different to do items, and uh, and Notion's been great internally to to kind of streamline different work streams and and kind of your focus list for the day, and you could move it move it through a queue or you can have it in different formats. So that's been a great kind of internal kind of tool for productivity. I see. And you guys use use this company-wide for, for everyone? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been heard of Notion, so I'll be sure to check them out. Yeah, it's cool. It seems like after 08, 09, investors got a little jaded with the financial services industry. Um, a lot of regulation came down. A lot of people feel like there's not a lot of transparency and everything is very opaque and they're likely to get screwed. I think part of the spirit I sense from you guys is you want to address some of that. How do you see, say, as kind of addressing some of those problems that were raised and uh, people's pain points today with regarding to the finance industry. Completely agree. Post-2008, investors really demanded transparency. It became part of the industry. Investors wanted to know exactly what was in their portfolios, uh, what the fees were, and kind of really understand the investment process uh, going forward. I grew up in the ETF industry and kind of saw the rise of, of, of transparency. And I think what we're going to see going forward is really the further democratization of access. So the way I kind of think about or the way we think about the world is ETFs helped kind of democratize and provide transparency for the investment product. Mm -hmm. Every day you can see what's in the fund. You don't have to wait a quarter. Trades are every day. For the first time, a 20-year-old and a Norwegian pension fund can pay the same price at the same expense ratio and have access to the same investment product, which is pretty incredible. Then you move away from the product and you think about portfolio management. Robo-advisors for the first time are democratizing the portfolio management process. For 25 basis points, you get access to tax loss harvesting, automatic rebalancing, dividend reinvestment at incredibly low prices. You know, Say is really democratizing ownership. So we're providing access to your full ownership rights that didn't really exist before. Uh, small investors really didn't understand their rights to vote. They didn't really have access to it from a user experience perspective. They didn't know how to vote, why it was important. And so getting more investors engaged in the companies they own and the companies that they're focused on is going to be incredibly important for the future of of capitalism, really. You know, we all own all these companies. And what is our responsibility as owners to kind of push push society forward? And uh, kind of that transparency and access that didn't exist before is is a real focus of ours. And, and we're really excited to continue to drive that for all investors of all sizes. That's, that's a great mission. And I love that you give investors not just the, the, their natural ownership rights, but give them the leverage to rally other people behind their questions and, and their, their um, suggestions to management. I think that will make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. 
Zach, maybe to close it off, uh, what do you see as Say's kind of long-term roadmap? Where do you want to see the company develop? And what suggestions do you have for individual investors who are trying to act on any of these points you touched on today? So for for every investor, they should be they should understand that they have rights as investors and they should engage engage and log on to the Say platform and and you know sync their accounts and and participate as an owner. In terms of our long-term strategic goal, we want to power every single interaction between companies and their key stakeholders, institutional investors, retail investors, analysts, employees. We are a two-way communication platform for thoughtful and productive dialogue. And we're really excited to, to provide that access and and see tremendous innovation and change through the process. Awesome. Zach, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. You can follow ARC and all its analysts on Twitter. We'll catch you next week. ARC believes that the information presented is accurate and was obtained from sources that ARC believes to be reliable. However, ARC does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information, and such information may be subject to change without notice from ARC. Historical results are not indications of future results. Certain of the statements contained in this podcast may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on ARC's current views and assumptions, and involve known and unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements.